Welcome to the Dewhawk Digest, the podcast for all things Loras College. October is Brain Health Awareness Month. In this episode, we look at the different ways Loras is trying to bring more awareness to brain health, both on campus and beyond. I'm Robert Waterbury, Assistant Director of Campus Communications, and I'm joined by Trisha Borelli, Director of Counseling Services at Loras. Trisha, welcome back to the Yeah, it's Digest. been a while. It is. It's great to have you back, though. <laughs> Thank you. This is an important topic that I'm very passionate about. So, absolutely. Well, if you're passionate about it, I'm going to let you. I'm going to turn you loose a little yeah. bit. But talk a little bit about what <clears throat> kind of what brain health is and why it's significant. Okay. Well, in general, the reason um, that we're doing this right now is that September is actually Suicide Prevention Month, mm-hmm. and October is Mental Illness or Brain Health Awareness Month. So we kind of hit it hard in the fall especially because that's when students are coming back to campus. And we know from a lot of the research that has been done that brain health challenges really peak between the ages of 18 to 24, which is our most of our college population. So um, they're really faced with you know, a lot of adjustment issues, um, temptations in terms of like alcohol and drug use, um, just learning how to balance things themselves. So that's really hard in and of itself. But then if they have some maybe underlying mental illness or brain health issues, mm-hmm. um, it just really has been seen to kind of come to the forefront when they're compounded by all these things that they have to experience in college and navigate. Sure. So so we should point out right off the bat, brain health, what we're talking about is is what some people would consider or, or, or know as mental illness. Right. Uh, we're trying to change that stigma a little bit and like it's not, you know, it, kind of change what uh, how people actually view it. Right. Um, and that actually is really... Um it's, it's kind of started in this area in eastern Iowa. There's a couple that has really, um, they lead an organization called Brain Health Now. And you might see the billboards around town, uh, but this is something that's really specific to our area of the country. Most people still refer to um, mental illness as just that mental illness. But um, this couple has really um, started a grassroots organization because they're trying to destigmatize it. Because I think they think um, with just mental illness, and mental health, there's still this feeling that it's a sign of weakness or something um, that is easily changed by just, you know, kind of making some changes here and there as opposed to a real brain or neurological issue. So we here at Loris kind of use those terms interchangeably, but we do kind of buy into that brain health um, term as opposed to mental illness because brain health is, is a physical condition. You know, if you look at the brain of someone who has a mental illness, um, they are showing that there are some differences in terms of like the chemicals that are produced and things like that. So, um, so either one is fine. We, we term it brain health awareness week. Um, it's going to be the second week of October. The whole month is really dedicated to brain health and mental illness awareness, but we are kind of celebrating it the second week of October. Um, and we're going to have some activities that week, but we're just really trying to let people know that this is, you know, physical health and mental health are both really important. So mm-hmm. just like you go to the doctor to get a physical health checkup, we're offering kind of a brain health check in our office because as we've seen, especially in the last few years, we've all kind of, our mental health, our brain health has mm-hmm. kind of taken a hit. Sure. So, um, that's one of the good things I think that has come from COVID yeah. <laughs> is that people are really, um, 
a little more attentive to their um, their brain health needs. So. And uh, yeah, I think you hear that more in, in just kind of the, the culture in general, that, that whole phrase of it's okay to not be okay. Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. I think... Um, I think we're getting there. I, I, I still think we have a long way to go. There are still people just like some of the other things that we're experiencing in the world, like um, some of the discrimination and things like that. We, you know, it's a process, um, but we really hope that people here on campus can start using different language, treating people um, with compassion and respect and trying to understand as opposed to judge. So, um, so that's part of why we're highlighting it today. Sure. So when you look at brain health or mental illness, there's it, it kind of the term mental illness kind of becomes a catch-all. Right. So somebody's just like, oh, well, yeah, it's, it's, he's mentally ill or there's something right. wrong and they just kind of huddle it all in one right. big mass. But can you break it down a little bit more as to what brain health really is all about? Yeah. I mean, I think it's really when, one thing we've been trying to do um, in terms of educating our faculty and staff and our RAs is, you know, we all experience stress and we all experience anxiety. And some of that is, is good, right? I mean, um, we're not the best as a society at acknowledging, like, feelings of anger or sadness because I think a lot of us were taught early on that that's a bad emotion. Um, and it's really not, right? Some of those are really normal. So we kind of get in this kind of dichotomy, I guess, of, you know, when is it just okay to feel some of these things and when is it unhealthy? And I think we, you know, in our office, we usually determine like, hey, this is really interfering with your life as that's when, okay, maybe you need counseling or maybe we need to see a doctor and maybe that's kind of more of a mental illness or brain health issue as opposed to just, you know, having some problems with your roommate or, you know, you know, here getting some bad news from home, like those things, you know, they're going to affect us, right? Sure. That's our, our emotions. And I think society's getting a little bit better about talking about mm -hmm. that. I hear the word anxiety all the time. And I know that sometimes students contact their professors and say, I'm anxious, I can't come to mm -hmm. class. And it's like, well, you're, you're going to be anxious, right? College is hard, you know, and that's kind of what I've told my own kids. It's like, okay, just because you're anxious doesn't mean you can't do certain things. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of when you become paralyzed and you can't get out of bed or you are normally functioning and, and getting your stuff done, but you stop getting your stuff done or you stop eating or you're not sleeping well, that's kind of when we kind of get into that, okay, something's going on with your brain health mm -hmm. or maybe we're looking at some kind of an illness. Um, so it's kind of a constant thing and we're doing, that's why we're doing a lot of educating mm -hmm. to kind of normalize, hey, this is life and this is, mm -hmm. and this is hard, um, but this is when you might need more help and just, you know, getting more sleep. Okay. If that makes sense. Did I answer yeah. your question? You did. Actually, that makes total sense. And I think part of that, too, comes with just the, the population in general, whether, you know, where you are on, on the class, that scale of a healthy brain, if you right. will, um, just having grace to right. appreciate that everybody has bad days right. sometimes, you know, and sometimes it's more extreme than that. Sometimes right. there's something else going on, but right. it's just kind of having that, that willingness to just kind of grant people a little bit of uh, right. a grace to like, I yeah. like the way that you say that. Yeah. yeah. And I think I do see that with a lot of the professors here. I feel like more and more every year I hear from professors like, Hey, can you come to our class? And just so students can see that we have this resource on campus or yeah. I've had a couple mental health first aid um, workshops and and people want to know mm -hmm. how to handle these kinds of situations and it's really what I tell most people um, is that it's really about building relationships 
with our students, right? Because mm-hmm. then you have an idea, like, is this just kind of a bad day for them or something not right? Like, they haven't been showing up to class a couple of days, and that's not like them, so that's when I need to reach mm-hmm. out. And, you know, and hopefully if they have good enough communication skills, they can say, hey, I'm, you know, I'm kind of dealing with a situation that's really affecting my ability to you know get things done I can't concentrate and things like that and they can talk about it then so that's kind of mm-hmm. where that grace comes in mm-hmm. but it's hard it's hard for people to talk about so this is kind of why we're trying to destigmatize it and mm-hmm. it's like okay if we can have the conversation then maybe we can understand mm-hmm. and then maybe we can grant that grace so sure well and being on a college campus it's almost like this microcosm of society in general it's right. a, it's really a, right. a encapsulated right. component of it so speaking specifically to, to to what you're seeing in terms of you know the college environment what are the the main issues or main concerns that students tend to be having when it comes to brain health you know when we um, every year we do our statistics and we kind of have identified problems anxiety and depression are have been at the top there for for as long as I've been here, mm-hmm. as long as I've been doing the statistics. Um, and that's pretty um, pretty consistent with what we see through the nation, right? Most mm-hmm. college campuses will say that. Um, the other kind of real top identified problems when people come to our office are relationship issues, um, maybe history of trauma, and um, just general stress. You know, there's definitely other things there too. Sometimes we see substance abuse and eating disorders, but sometimes that goes along with the anxiety Mm -hmm. or the depression so um we're pretty busy like you know um we've been consistently busy we i'm really happy that i don't know the last time i talked to you if we had hired italy yet but she has been here Mm -hmm. like two years now and that was right during covid and that was um that position was only part-time at that time and i really um kind of went to all the powers that be and kind of said this is a big deal we need some more support and Loris listened and they hired her full-time 10 months so so the two of us are there and we keep pretty busy you mm-hmm. know there's like the first few weeks we're not necessarily packed but um, after that we're pretty busy all the way through the year um, we see you know about I think the last time I did statistics it was like 13 percent of the population which again mm-hmm. is pretty consistent across, you know, even you look at the University of Iowa's, that's, mm-hmm. you know, even though they're a lot bigger than we are, that's about the same percentage. Sure. Uh, but we know there are people out there that need more help. And mm-hmm. sometimes we hear, hey, can I get in sooner? Because it sometimes takes a week or so to get in. Mm-hmm. And if you would call a counselor in the area, especially in the last couple of years, it's probably going to take a couple weeks to get in for an appointment. So we know that 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 brain health is really um, people are struggling Mm -hmm. so it's really great that Loris has two counselors we also have a graduate intern we we usually have a graduate student every year from the psychology graduate Mm -hmm. program which is super helpful so so we've got resources here which again I think is great because sometimes the size of you know the school like a school like Loris sometimes only has one counselor so so I'm really appreciative that Loris takes brain health Mm -hmm. matters into Oh, it, you know, consideration when they're serving their students. Sure. Oh, she also probably point out too that these aren't uh, that every student you're seeing is like a case where like I, I really need help. Some of them are just checking in. Some yeah. of them like you've seen them before and you're just kind of kind of yeah. monitoring them and seeing how things are going. But it's it's just it is a it, it's like doing a uh, a physical check at the doctor. You're yep. actually healthy, but you're just checking yep. in. You know that's a lot. Like a lot of times we'll see people when they come in initially. We might see them every week for a while, but then most students, you know, will go to every other week or even once a month to kind of check in mm-hmm. and. 
as long as we can do that, as long as we have time to do that, we will. Because mm-hmm. we think some of that maintenance is really like, you can come in and talk about how well things are going. Mm-hmm. You know, if what's really nice is if I get a couple of people on a Monday morning that really want to get in, sometimes I can email an old client and kind of say, hey, would you mind giving up your spot? Because mm-hmm. I need to get someone in. And students are great about that. Mm-hmm. Mostly because they've been there. Sure. You know, so it's really the, the student population here is just really understanding and um, I just I love my job. Yeah. It's good to help people. I think we're doing some really good things. Yeah, well, and that encouragement is a, is an important thing, regardless of where you are on the on the on right. the scale. Of, right. Yeah. yeah, we do see some people who just you know I'm not getting along with my roommate or I'm homesick or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a low level need, which we are feeling like RAs and PAs and. Um, professors and other people are really helping with that so Mm -hmm. they don't always have to refer to us and when it gets a little bit uh, more concerning we can handle those people so it helps that the community is kind of everybody's kind of pitching in and yeah taking it seriously sure is there are there any um stigma we've mentioned stigmas very early on are there any stigmas that tend to come with the idea of mental illness and brain health that we kind of want to you try you you try hard to squash a yeah little bit. you know I do think you know people still use terms like psycho or nuts or those kinds of things crazy mm-hmm. and you know they know not to do that around me <laughs> especially my family I'm like what was that um, but I think it's again one of those things that we learned early on and it seems funny but you never know who's listening mm-hmm. you know um, even if you're kind of making a joke about it it's not appropriate to to make jokes about it if somebody um, indicates that they're struggling you know take them seriously maybe you know wait and talk to them by themselves you know and and we know that from suicide too sometimes people kind of throw out kind Mm -hmm. of jokes and make comments about wanting to kill themselves or wanting to die and you know I wouldn't suggest in the middle of you know a group of people to kind of call them out but that is someone that later it's like let's take that seriously are you really um do you struggle with that are Mm -hmm. you really thinking about that because I care about you and that step is huge it's huge in fact when we do RA training um, the RAs hate it when I do this but since they are going to be in those situations we literally go around the room and we make each person ask the question Mm -hmm. and every year I get students walking out because it's really emotional for Mm -hmm. them so I, I don't do it to trigger them because you know we all have our own you know, experiences with people in our life who have struggled, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of like everyone knows someone who struggled with alcohol or something, you know. But it's like we've got to learn to do this, mm-hmm. and it's hard. We, you know, we have a hard time having hard conversations. Sure. You know, so we make people ask the question, hey, have you thought about suicide? Or are you thinking about taking your own life? Mm-hmm. And and it's real. It's the, the quietest the group is ever during their RA training, but they understand why this is important. Sure. So, so I guess that's one thing we can do to kind of help is to not be afraid to mm-hmm. talk about things because mm-hmm. it's a myth that you're going to bring things up for people that something that they've never thought about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, trying to be more compassionate, and then on the flip side, kind of being warm and um, not overwhelming people with questions and not using derogatory terms. Mm-hmm. I guess those are all things that sure. to keep in mind when you're having some of these hard conversations and just don't steer away from it. I don't expect everybody to handle it, but get them to someone who can. Sure. And if, you know, 
somebody says something that feels like a red flag that like maybe yeah. it is it, maybe it's a joke maybe it is a real cry for right. help and they're just kind of testing the waters to kind of see what's out yeah. there and we do get emails you know mm-hmm. and people kind of say hey I don't really want them to know that I reached out mm-hmm. um, and and we can contact them um, I still get you know calls from parents who are like hey I'm you know concerned about my son can you check in on him mm-hmm. so I feel like that's a little bit more every year yeah. And I hear from faculty more every year. And so I think a lot of good things are happening. Yeah. It's not new. I don't think these issues are new. It's just people are better at bringing them to the forefront. Sure. Yeah, that's all positive, yeah. ultimately. Yeah, yes. I think so. Yeah, so that's all, so we're kind of talking about with the, within the confines of a campus, but this is, you know, this is, like I said, it's a microcosm. So this is right. society in general that, that's right. seeing all these things. Um, is there somebody who might be listening, they're not on a college campus, but like, right. well, how does this apply to them? Right. Well, again, like you said, I mean, this is just a little piece, but what we're seeing is, is what we're seeing all over. Um, like I said, the counselors in the area are booked. You can't get a psychiatrist appointment for probably a month in town. Um, so I think there are all kinds of resources. You know, you get on your computer and you look for counselors in the area. Um, if you can't afford one or don't have insurance, we've got Hillcrest, the mobile crisis unit. We've got Crescent downtown. Um, there's all kinds of options for people. And NAMI is the National Alliance on Mental Illness. And they have a great website with all kinds of information. And they have some groups that we even refer students to that are kind of like, I have a loved one who's struggling and I need some support on how to navigate that. And um, we have actual groups that students who struggle with any kind of mental illness or brain health issue that they can go to groups. So, And those are free. Mm-hmm. There's no cost to that. So it's out there. It's just a lot of times you need someone to kind of encourage you or maybe go with you or make the, it known that this is really interfering with their life and it doesn't have to. I mean, having a brain health or mental illness, um, you, it, there's recovery is possible, but mm-hmm. it just, it takes hard, especially because of the stigma, because people just feel like this is who I am, this is my life, I'm, I'm stuck with this, as sure. opposed to like a diabetic who can get insulin so mm-hmm. that they can function. It's like, okay, what can we do for someone with a brain health issue so that they can have a productive and meaningful life? So there are things out there, mm-hmm. and they can even call me, even if they, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we do have a good website, um, thanks to my friend Vicki Speck, and uh, shout out to her. Um, she's really helped me with my website to make it a little more just aesthetically pleasing and um, just more usable, user-friendly. Like, there's apps on there. If people are kind of like, I don't really think I need a counseling appointment, but I do want some some ideas. There's um, book suggestions. There's handouts that you can download off of our app or off of our website. Um, there's different, um, like, mindfulness apps and things like that. So if you want to just look at Inside Loris, um, there's all kinds of stuff there that might be that might be helpful. And then, um, you know, you can get our email, which is real easy to, that's how people can best make an appointment. Sure. People stop by, but now that we're busy, our doors close mm-hmm. a lot. But we also have the Zen Den next to our office, which is getting utilized a lot. It just has a fountain in there and some soft lighting and some music and some coloring sheets. There's a light therapy lamp that will get a lot of use here in the winter months with people who struggle from seasonal affective Mm -hmm. disorder. So we do have, you know, a lot of really good um, resources, good, you know, things if people aren't quite ready to see a counselor, but 
lots of other things. And speaking of that, in a couple weeks, when we do have our Brain Health Awareness Week, we have like a little list of activities coming that hopefully we'll have out um, displayed on the monitors and sent around. Um, but uh, like on Monday of the of the week, October 10th, we have a mental wellness and you little workshop from four to five. That's just just all things you know positive like mental health what can we do to do some self-care um, on Tuesday actually is national coming out day so we're doing a movie we're doing a, a movie with the Alliance in the theater the Duhok theater uh, Wednesday is when we do our brain health screening and that's during common time so we know people are available and if for some reason they're not they can connect with us and we can do it another time but it it takes about five minutes and it really just assesses for anxiety depression suicide mood disorders and we just kind of have them fill out a form and then we talk to them for a couple minutes and kind of let them know their results maybe it's something that hey you know you seem like you're managing things really well or hey you know it sounds like maybe you might benefit from making an appointment or seeing a doctor so that's just like a real quick easy mm -hmm. five minutes um, during common time on Wednesday and Thursday, we're actually starting this week um, in partnership with Spiritual Life. We're doing a mindfulness meditation every Thursday for like 20 minutes in the interfaith prayer space just to give people like a, you know, a time to kind of sit back, relax, kind of regroup, trying to clear your head of all the crazy things that go on during the week. Um, so that's starting this Thursday, but it will also be during that week. So mm -hmm. it's just kind of a... a a way to learn how to cope with the stressors that come our way. And will that be weekly through the rest of the, yep. the, the semester, the, okay. the year probably. We okay. have a couple students who actually, we, we did it last year, but we had a couple students kind of step forward and say, hey, we'd like to help with this. Nice. So it'll either be one of us in the counseling center or spiritual life or a student leading it. Okay. And in the past, it's you know only been a handful of people, but it's different every week. And that's what's nice. It's not a, a big commitment if you have something else, but... It was kind of, I put it on my to-do list, and it kind of got like, oh, I don't know if I have time for this. And then I would go up, and I'd be like, I need to make time for this every week, you know, because it's so helpful. Like, I could just regroup and kind of relax, and that's what we should be doing anyway, but we don't. Right. 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 So, and then on Friday, we're having our Popcorn Fridays. The health center and the counseling center have been doing free popcorn the last several Fridays, and um, we have a chance to win some self-care things and some snacks, so. It's kind of low-key, but it's just kind of, you know, hopefully getting people to integrate some of these things into mm -hmm. their into their week, into their semester, because that's what we're seeing is helping people with brain health, as if they take time for themselves and be attentive to their own needs. Sure. Sometimes it's just small adjustments or small yep. things that can really make a big difference. Yep, for sure. Yeah. For sure. All right. Well, Trisha Borelli, yeah. thank you so much for thank joining us. Thank you so much. This Welcome is always back. so fun. And uh, this is great to talk about and bring uh, an important topic like this to be able to, yes. to share this out. So I really appreciate you coming back. I appreciate you. Thank uh -huh. you. And thank you to all who listened into our discussion. For more Loris news, features, and podcasts, visit daily.loris.edu. We hope you'll join us again for the next episode of the Dewhawk Digest. Until then, take care of yourselves and each other. And go Dewhawks!